You're a visionary. You know all is possible in the NFT world, and I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton, and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT gurus who share their experiences, strategies, tools, and tips so you can dive even deeper into creating your own freedom with NFTs. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to freedom with NFTs. Welcome to Freedom with NFTs. I'm very excited for today's episode. We have Tropo Farmer who is going to be dropping in, sharing all about what he's working on, what he's excited about. But before we get into this interview, I'm curious to know a little bit about you. Share with us what your background is. So I've been a software engineer for 20 years, ever since I was like young. I've been very involved with technology. Like my dad had computers in our trailer when I was like four. So just grew up around technology was like one of the first people in our town to get internet and just went to college for web development, computer science. So I've always been like a fan of technology, which is a weird thing to say. Earlier this year in February, I was putting my uh, two year old to bed. He had like woken up and it was like midnight or something. I don't even know how I found out about it, but it was like, I was looking at Top Shot. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of folks know what Top Shot is, but that was my first exposure to NFTs. And I didn't even know what it was. So it's like, I saw this Top Shot. I was like, man, this thing like seems so cool. It's like an intersection of all these things that I'm interested in and passionate about, like sports and collectibles and technology and like buying and selling, like flipping and also investing. And it's like kind of investing that like, you know, everyone says NFTs are an investment, blah, blah. Like, I think you have to say that because if you give it, you don't want to give financial advice to people. But like, I believe they truly are investments, the right ones. And that's like an obvious with what's played out this year. So I was like, this is like so cool. And I texted my brother. I was like, you got to get some of this top shot. It's going to be big. And it just like hit me right away. Like this felt like a massive innovation in all those different areas. And I didn't know like what the technology was behind it. I just knew like how I felt about it. And I stayed up on the floor till like 4 a.m. just like in the Discord and seeing everyone's excitement about it. And that was the first time I'd been a part of a Discord server that was like massive. I, I had one with my friends. It was like five people. And this was like, you know, tens of thousands. And like just the energy was just so cool. And it wasn't like at that point, not even about the money about it. I think people were just jazzed about what it was, like the product. It was so well done. It was like the NBA. So it was like a major partnership. And just seemed like so innovative. I stayed up like a couple hours just wheeling and dealing on the Discord, like buying shit with like PayPal and Venmoing random people. I think I spent like maybe like a thousand bucks that night, just like a random people on Discord who were selling their moments that they'd gotten a little bit earlier. And yeah, it's like so sweet. And I was involved in Top Chat for like probably a month. And then I just happened upon another Discord server that was more, it was broader. It was about like NFTs and crypto. And I never like gotten into crypto a whole lot just because it, it didn't excite me. 
And once I found out like, hey, there are other NFT projects, this technology really is like, I learned more about what Top Shot was built on. And I was familiar with like blockchain, what that offered, but I didn't know the ins and outs of like what an actual NFT was. And then, yeah, in February, March, I just started meeting more people and learning about more projects and just slowly realizing that that was something that I just wanted to be a part of full time for the foreseeable future. And in March, I was like, could I do this full time? Like, it seemed like I could. Like, I've got a, a family and like two kids. Mm-hmm. And just can't, like, I had a job, like a nice like software engineering job. Really enjoyed it, my day job. But like, once I discovered this space and the people and the projects, it like, I couldn't do that job anymore. It was like so weird. I, I love that you're sharing this because I know so many people who are in the space, they're feeling this and they're like, oh my gosh, my life before I can't, what? No, no one's using acronyms. No one knows what I'm talking about. And I think that's yeah. really important for the audience of Freedom with NFTs to hear because there's this major transition that takes place in life. There's life pre-NFTs, and then there's the transition of, wait a minute, I want to go into this full time. Yeah. And so I appreciate you sharing that. So continue with your journey. Yeah. So just I'd been kind of involved during that period, like the spring period, summer period. I was like, I was just kind of consumed with it. So spending time on Discord and Twitter, kind of just make some money. Like I had a couple of goals back in the spring and one of them was to make 10,000 bucks so I could go on a trip to Disney and that was my financial goal and then another goal was to launch a project just so I could learn what creators and project founders had to deal with and experience when they launch a project that was another goal and then the third one was just to be employed full time in this industry I really didn't have a lot of money. Like I started with 500 bucks. Like that's all the only actual money I've ever put in. And that was in late February. And I just minted this project and I ended up like kind of killing myself over it. It was a project where like if you, it was based on Street Fighter. So you would get these cards when you mint, it was an order. So like first mint got number one and they had this system where you could like combine your tokens and burn one token to like power up the other one. And then if you did that first, you would get the number one cereal. I was like all hyped up for this launch. I want to get these cereals because I knew like if I got number one, based, you know, from my experience with Top Shot, I was like, it's going to be valuable. And I ended up like burning in hardcore and like got pretty lucky. And I got like a lot of these nice cereals and I sold them like that weekend, the next week. And that like gave me a little bit of bankroll to actually like, start looking at other projects just that experience of like being in nfts like so deeply only for a few weeks it was a shift from what i was used to because i would go to work and deal with that stuff and then like shut computer and like be disconnected for the most part but with nfts like and having a job and a family like you had to be on top of that like all the time like it just pays especially then to pay attention and to be connected and to just be like observing as much as you can and taking in as much as you can. And like, it was very overwhelming. 
just like the amount of information and having like to keep up with. I mean, it still is. It's like even worse now, but like I've got accustomed to it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that first couple of weeks was just like so crazy. And then like that launch happened. And then that was the morning that like moon cats were rediscovered. So there was like a crazy minting around that. And like my blood pressure or something like my adrenal glands or some shit were just like going nuts. <laughs> like the next morning, I almost like passed out just from like weird exhaustion. I like my heart rate was like really high and I felt really weird and woozy and like dizzy and i just like laid down i was like i was contemplating going to like urgent care but like you just need to lay down so i just did that <laughs> it was the first time where i kind of got feedback from my body that like i was going kind of ham and it hasn't really let up since then i've gotten accustomed to it i appreciate you sharing those details because it's important for people to understand when you're entering this space how quick it moves how much information you're taking in. And like you said, you need to pay attention and be connected in this space. And that takes time. That takes energy. So really caring for yourself and making sure that you're setting some boundaries and taking time for self-care so you don't end up in the ER. Thank God you didn't. And (laughs) That's good that situation happened to you early on so you could really see what your body's responding and reacting to and then make the appropriate changes needed so that now you're in the space at a capacity that's much bigger, which I'm excited to hear about. So continue with your journey. What happened after that stage in your NFT journey? It kind of started to grow my voice, I guess, and like post more on Twitter and just make more friends and connections and kind of slowly accumulated JPEGs. Like that was kind of my goal is to obviously I had the financial goal of earning $10,000 and I get there until pretty late. Like I think it was July or August where I actually did attain that goal. But the reason it took me so long is just because I wanted to actually get involved with other projects or reinvest or collect was most of it. Like, I didn't even know that I was a fan of collecting art until like NFTs and just the exposure to all these different artists and the value that you can get, like, especially on Hick and Nuke on Tezos, like that platform was like so cool. I found that in early March and just was amazed at how far a dollar would go there crazy so i would like take some profits from ethereum sales and move it over to tezos and buy stuff on hen because i actually found artists i like collecting and i liked just the vibe of that platform and, and the ability for me to take some profits and invest them in people and kind of like make a difference in their lives because that platform particularly and that blockchain catered towards you know it had, it had a vibe amongst established artists but it also had a vibe of like people who weren't able to mint on ethereum because of the fees Mm -hmm. and the cost associated so like there's a a really nice like feeling of being supportive of people who like just had a lot of talent but didn't have the exposure without nfts to actually like make a living off of it so did that for a few months and then got picked up with my friend Hunter, Hunter Orrell, 
and just kind of always wanted to start something together. And like, it just kind of took a while. We just had the similar vibe. We wouldn't have these on this Twin Flames NFT photograph. And it cost us like four ETH each. And like, that was like literally all the ETH I had. But like, I knew the piece was really cool and I wanted to like go together with them on it. So I sent them like this four ETH. You can do like trustless things. Like you can have a multi-sig wallet and like all that shit. But I was like, I'll just send you the ETH because I trusted him. And he bought the piece and like it kind of exploded in value. And, you know, he was holding like six figures worth of my money, basically. It was just like insane. Like I never, I never had that much money and he could have just taken it and rug pulled me. But like, that's what's so cool about NFTs. And like everything is built on reputation, Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird because things are like supposed to be so trustless. But I think when things are like, you know, all these transactions and, and marketplaces are trustless, but I think it just accentuates the people who are in it for the good reasons. And, you know, he's one of them for sure. So I felt like absolutely no apprehension about him possessing like <laughs> literally most of my net worth <laughs> in JPEG. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like a fun story. Eventually, like we sold it. We sold it the day after I quit my job. So this was in late August. I just like I had earned enough from flipping and investing to have like basically six months of salary or six months of expenses. And, you know, at that point, I felt comfortable and my wife felt comfortable enough with me quitting. You know, if I was single and didn't have any like expenses, I would have done it back in the spring and just slummed it if I had to to make it. But yeah, I had earned enough and I was like, put in my resignation, which is like so difficult to do because I, I like my job for sure, but like, I couldn't do it any longer. Like mm-hmm. I was, I felt like I was like literally stealing from the company, which I was like, getting paid, but I wasn't doing any work mm-hmm. just because I couldn't like focus on it. I couldn't concentrate like, and I had a desk job and I worked at home so I could like, I could get away with it if I wanted to. But it just didn't like feel good and just didn't have any interest in it. And it was draining to like not only have two jobs, but like kind of pretend to work one of those jobs. I was still working, but I wasn't like doing a good job. I'll put it that way. Yes. And there's the other aspect of it is that when you make big moves like that, quitting your job where you were comfortable at and you enjoyed, it's also like a death. It's a part of your identity that's dying. Yeah. And now you're entering this new space, 100% all in. That translates into conversations with people who are not in the NFT community. They ask, what are you doing now? And then you have to explain <laughs> what you're doing now. And they think that you've lost it and you've gone off the deep end. So there's a lot of things that go into what you went through in regards to quitting your job. I appreciate you sharing the intimate details of that. So what has life been like for you since you have left your job and you went all in on the NFT space? It's been like pretty cool, actually. It's been like first like week. I kind of like almost felt like a vacation. Like I would get up whenever and I would just like fucking play games for like a few hours and like just work out and hang out and kind of catch up. 
And it's still kind of like that just because the hours are whenever. Like I, I tend to work the typical hours I did before, like eight, nine to five. And my oldest son just started kindergarten this year. So like what's been really nice is like I can just walk him to the bus stop every day. You know, not have to like consider if I have a meeting or, you know, being anywhere at any time. So that's been really nice. And like same thing when he gets off of school, go and walk and pick him up and then keep working a little bit. And then after my youngest gets home, like from five to bedtime, it's like try not to do anything related to anything else. Because it's been difficult, like the summer, just uh, having kind of two jobs simultaneously. And trying to focus like some time on my kids, it was difficult. Mm-hmm. Like I always have my phone with me, right? But it's like you need it to stay connected to what's happening, or at least you think you. Do. What are my kids seeing? You know, they just mm-hmm. kind of see me not paying attention, you know, to them. And like talking about it now, obviously it's just painful because I feel like they felt neglected at least like my oldest kid my youngest he's probably like go with things he's like too but i noticed he would like <laughs> like he would start like punching me in a kind of friendly way but like it took me a, a while to realize it was like he was just trying to get my attention mm-hmm. by like literally hitting me so then like i didn't want to sacrifice my time with them too much but like i also knew that the more time i spent in this space at that point, like the more likely they would be to have a better future. And I made a tweet about it and I got some really good advice from people. Like one one piece in particular was to just take some time and don't do anything else, but just spend it with the people who are with you. So like that's why when they get out of school and to bedtime, unless we're like all watching like a you know whip here something before bed like that at that point i might whip fun and see what's up but like to just try to stay disconnected and have a portion of your day where you're not totally consumed with what else is going on in nfts because it's like it's going to happen regardless of whether you're paying attention or not and you can always catch up yeah you might miss something but something else will come along and it was it was a good lesson to learn and i'm still try and balance those things. Thank you for sharing that. I know for so many who are listening right now, this will really hit home because they're balancing so many things. And to learn from your experience that having these boundaries and limitations for when we are paying attention and being connected in the NFT space to being grounded and in the present of where you actually are physically, especially with loved ones, They're the ones who will be with us. They're our ride or dies. So we need to make sure that we're caring for them in the physical as well. So I'm curious to know, what projects are you excited about right now? I'm excited about Future Proof, our media company that we started a couple of weeks ago, about four weeks ago. Tell me more Um, about that. Yeah, it's just a bunch of folks like Hunter and his brother Dylan. And we've got about 15 founders and contributors, I think, something around there. We're just very passionate about educating and, and entertaining folks. You know, doing something in a kind of a wholesome, but informative and entertaining way. There's so many people that are going to get involved in the space. And 
there needs to be people who are looking out for them and making sure that either, you know, projects are being executed in the right way where it's not, you know, not cash grabs, like there's something in it for the community and the people who are buying and investing in those projects and making sure people are informed when they interact with their money so they don't get scammed. I'm more interested in like entertaining people because I'm not good at like informing. <laughs> so like my joy is being involved in spaces on Twitter or like interviews with this or doing like streaming and just kind of engaging with, you know, my friends and, and people who are coming into the space. Well, I do want to inform you that you are very good at educating because throughout this recording so far, you've dropped so many golden nuggets You've dropped a lot of one-liners that I don't think you've realized are so <laughs> valuable and hold so much weight. I've been taking note, which I'll share in the show notes as well. So tell us more about this media company. What can we expect in the future? So definitely like at NFT NYC, we'll have a big presence. I Initially, I was going there to just kind of hang out and meet people and party. And I'll probably still do that. But you know, on Sunday night, there's the Sport AP Yacht Club Yacht Party is gonna be insane monday like i'm not actually going to the actual conference like i don't even have a ticket i know hunter's speaking he's gonna be on a panel at some point but maybe i could get in for that so he's gonna be involved with speaking tuesday we're having a future proof hosted happy hour that is it's tuesday night and uh, we're, we're throwing a little event at this place called the paradise club i think it's seven and nine and just socialize hunter and i are gonna be doing a little stage chat we have a show that we used to do called burning gas on friday nights we will bring it back as part of our future proof programming and it was just us like talking like after the week of nft craziness like it was just fun on friday nights drink or get high and just talk about like whatever the hell happened and have some mm -hmm. special guests occasionally so we'll be doing that tuesday there's some secret event happening in the morning that i was invited to which is kind of cool my wife was like, it was, it's like a celebrity thing. And when I told her who it was, which I can't tell you because like I was sworn to secrecy, but I, I couldn't tell my wife. She was like mad. I think she was mad at me because <laughs> like she couldn't go and she like loves this person so much. So I'm trying not to rub it in face, but like I kind of want to. <laughs> it's one of those things where you, it's hard to convince people that what you're doing is valuable. Like, not that you need to do that, but like, especially with your partner or your family, like they should be bought into what you're pursuing. Mm -hmm. So that was like a really tricky thing to do at first. You know, I was like, oh, I just sold this JPEG for like $1,000. She's like, well, it's, it's kind of like fake money to her because it's like not, it's not in the bank account, but it's like real, like you can convert it. And it's just like, so strange for people to accept that a like what an nft is is just somewhat difficult thing for people to grasp even though it's like when you put it into things that they know about when you can relate to it like you know if you rent a movie on a like fuck it, like amazon prime that is kind of a form of an nft okay. like if you bought like a digital camo and like help do it that's an nft so but then you put on top of that like the amount of money that's being invested and earned and being pumped into this space for building and the stakes that are putting like just people think it's either a scam or fake or money laundering 
So then when you actually like produce some gains, there's still like a disconnect. Like, do you actually have this money? Is it real? Like, can we use it to buy food? So ways that I can demonstrate that what I've pursued and kind of dedicated our lives to is valid. I'm going to like rub it in their face, like to be honest, (laughs) but like in a good way. Yes. So if they're like, oh, this person who I know and respect is in line and all in on this NFTs, then that adds just like a little bit more credence to my decision and my passion about this. I agree. And I definitely think the in real life events help as well. I know for my partner, it was really helpful for him to see me speak at an NFT event two nights ago in LA. And for him to go there and meet people in the space and hear about their projects and what they're involved in, results they've gotten, it helped him a lot realize that this is real. This is happening. Even though we are in the process of launching an NFT project for the restaurant that we own, it still has been this mystical thing looming on the internet that I'm up to. Whereas the physical aspect of it is what grounded it into, okay, this is reality. This is real. There are other people you're talking to. It's not just some weird picture, an animal on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. But like those relationships seem much more genuine, even though it's like a lot of it's based in profit and like these digital possessions. Like it still seems like the friendship that I've formed. And I could be wrong. In some cases, I probably am, but like it seems like they're much more genuine than ones that I have in person. I think that's how I've been my whole life, though, is, you know, being involved in the Internet so early and going on IRC back when I was like 13 or 14 and meeting people in there, just having like connections. Like I met friends in IRC, you know, old ass Discord. That's how I found out about college and they were going to this college. And I found out about that and that that's the school that I went to. And it was like in upstate New York and I never would have known about it. But it turns out it was the place that had this track, like this basically web development like that didn't exist as a maid when I was going to college. You know, it was either like hardcore computer science or art school and there wasn't anything in between. And this place had a fully developed program and I met them and went to school there and like, you know, they're friends like we chat all the time like we've chatted the last 20 years and it's Mm -hmm. almost entirely digital like through this chat room through discord now it's been irc and then like aol and maybe icq at some point and hangouts and now discord but it's like the digital relationship has outlasted the technology Mm -hmm. and that's why i think nfts are one of the reasons why it's so cool is like its relationship is kind of with the technology and it's not going to outlast it because it is built to last. The specs of NFTs and the blockchain are durable and we're going to have other chains that come up and we already do have like multi-chain experiences and I think there's going to be a lot of coalescence of chains in particular marketplaces, but the actual tokens themselves, you know, they will persist. Mm -hmm. as well these relationships. And I think it's just kind of cool that they're both intertwined. I agree. Definitely. It's such an interesting and fun journey to be on. And before we wrap this episode up, is there anything else that you want to share about Future Proof? Subscribe. 
mash that subscribe button. We're at, at futureproofxyz. Futureproof.xyz is the website. There's a great newsletter. Have a casual interest in NFTs. We have a newsletter that's at the top of our Twitter profile, also on the site. Then it'll give you like a recap of the articles and important tweets of the week. We are going to be doing regular spaces. So definitely follow Futureproof XYZ on Twitter. And yeah, I don't know, just get like involved. My advice to new people, like if you're interested in the space and you're listening to this, like you're doing what I would recommend is just like to consume, find trusted sources of information and entertainment, which is what I'm hoping that Future Proof is and becomes for a lot of people. But there are obviously a lot of other great sources like your show as well. Find people to follow, find people to chat with engage in spaces, find discords that you vibe with. Really don't like spend any money until you get familiar with what is happening, especially with projects. Everyone says like, don't spend money you can't afford to lose. And obviously that is insanely true here. But even if you can't afford to lose it, don't spend it until you really have spent some time learning about this space. And that doesn't need to be months. It can be like a week in NFTs is basically a month to two months and like outside of it in terms of how fast things move. Try not to get overwhelmed. Like it is overwhelming, but generally people are extremely helpful. So ask questions like join Twitter spaces and come up on stage and just ask for help if you need it. There's a lot of support with whatever pursuit you want in NFTs. Like if you want to create content, if you are an artist, there's like Tons of great support. If you're a content creator, if you're just a collector, or if you just are just interested, just hang out and meet people and chat. And like, either you will realize that it's not for you very quickly, or you will be consumed with it. And like, you will spend more and more of your time involved. And quitting your job like you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So far, it's worked out. Good, good. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And before we wrap this episode of Freedom with NFTs up, how can we stay in touch with you? What's your Twitter handle? At Tropo Farmer and at Featureproof XYZ. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. That's all for this episode of Freedom with NFTs. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and I have a favor to ask of you. If you're listening to this episode, please like, subscribe, rate this episode and take it a step further and share it with your audience because my objective when creating Freedom with NFTs was to share NFTs with the masses. And in order to do that, I need your help. So that's all for today's episode. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to Freedom with NFTs. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your own freedom with NFTs.